Yo, welcome to another episode of the Holding Hands Podcast. We back again on the mic. It's been about, what, about a month and a half. We've been just chilling, grinding, trying to make everything pop from our businesses to our lives. Mm-hmm. Hey, right. everyone. It's your girl. It's only real. And um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year in advance. We're going into a busy holiday season, um, and I'm so, I would like to say I'm really impressed by all the people that I've seen with the reaction to COVID. Um, everyone's social distancing. There was one lady today that was kind of close for comfort in Walgreens. She kept You said to my people social distancing, but the numbers are going up. They are, but you know, I thought it was going to be like pandemonium. You know how it normally is. During Christmas time. I mean, as far as Christmas. Yeah. And I thought it was just going to be crazy where, like, people were going to be, like, close all up on each other and no one's going to be wearing masks. I told you, like, 900 people in there when we was in it earlier today. So, it's a lot of people still out. Yeah, it's people out there. But, um, overall, I'm seeing a lot of people wear masks. And I was really surprised by the stores that I've been seeing. There was a whole lot of people there. So, people did a lot of um, rearranging and um, their practices and had a lot of order pickups and stuff. So I vibe with it. And um, we're hopefully we'll see an end to COVID sometime next year. They came out with a vaccine and Snapback T is in a rush to go get the vaccine. Um, <laughs> I'm a Walking Dead fan. Oh and, my um, goodness, here we go. I'm not taking that a vaccine. Y'all ain't finna catch me trying to eat some flesh. Because they don't inject me with this stuff. They don't know what it is. Some people are, like, a lot of people in the medical profession are, like, going up and getting these shots. But I have been seeing some of those videos where... <laughs> they got the fake, they getting fake shots, bro. The syringe has already been depressed. What do you call it? Um, has already been used where it's, like, pushed all the way down. I don't know, I'm not a nursing student. Um, nursing, nursing. But I've seen it where they like inject the needle. It was one doctor that was like getting. I saw a shot. video where like they they injected the person, but they removed something that was on their arm at the same time. Like they injected it, they made it like they injected it, but they really didn't. Uh-huh. And that's what I look like. I saw. I don't know. I just wasn't sure exactly what I saw, so I didn't go hand with that video. Yeah, it's it's been crazy with all the deception and um That's all that's is Yesterday we were watching the news and it said uh that thirty five percent of black people said that they would not um get the shot and out of like forty seven percent of those people My black people scorn, man. They they stated that or they cited distrust in the medical community as one of the main right. factors. They, At, I mean, you just that all that's tied back into history. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, history matters. I always say that, like, if you want to know why somebody has a distrust overall for something, you have to dig into the history. You with live that. and you learn. So, 
Yeah. We don't we don't live and we don't learn. You and then it's, well, a lot of us are very skeptical because usually when they go to promote something for minorities, primarily, it's it never it doesn't turn out. Yeah, like this big push. Well, Everybody should get the vaccine. If it was something for black people, they wanted black people to have, or black people need it. They would not be pushing this thing like yeah. that. They would be like, they would have announced the vaccine and just would have been quiet. But, ah, y'all go get that vaccine. Y'all tell them how you feel. They said, I saw one thing where they said the lady passed out after she took the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So y'all be careful. It's I know we got some. I know some nurses out there. Yeah, was, of course it is. That's what I'm saying, man. I know it's nurses out there. I know it's doctors out there. I mean, I know y'all probably gonna get it. Y'all need to go ahead and get it. I don't have people come in my store where I, my second uh, place of employment, and they were told sat there and told me they've had COVID, and it's it's a little strange. And I'd be like, eh, okay, I keep the conversation going and all that stuff because I can do that. I can keep the conversation flowing. Yeah. But when they leave, best believe that spray come out. I be like, I tell the customer behind them, I say, hey, stop, hold up, let's spray this down, let's, let's sanitize this area. Make sure everything is good. Because the lady was talking about, oh, I might have said this in the earlier part. Um, the lady was just saying how she still can't taste or smell anything. Mm-hmm. And it's been like, it was a long time. I ain't seen her in a while. so. But she was saying how she couldn't still, how couldn't smell or taste anything. And she was all up in the store. And she was just touching stuff. And it was just wild, man. Just like, nah, man, you got to get up out of here. But, man, it's... COVID is still out here, still strong. We finally got a little vaccine for it and all that stuff. And so yeah, y'all go take y'all, it. And if let you us want, know if you trust goes. it, go take it. Um, I support the idea. But it's still taking people out. Know. I don't. I don't know. I I rather just take my vitamin C and stay away from everyone. I took out Debo, man. So. Rest in peace to Debo. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah, uh, man. I know there was... And the lady from BAPS. Actually, she didn't die from COVID, but she passed from um, having colon cancer. So, y'all y'all go and make sure y'all get y'all screenings and check out your health because right. um, it's crazy out Especially here. Especially my black man, my black brothers out there, man. I know. I know I hate going to the doctor, dog. That's time I could be... I don't necessarily want to be on the clock, but that's time I could be saving and doing something else with. But go get checked out. Go yeah, make sure everything is straight. You know, be your demise. Don't wait till the last minute. Some may, some may right. We're getting older, especially all the people, my boys, all, we've been around the same age. We're getting older, y'all go get checked out. Mm-hmm. I'm, a big, I'm a big dude. Get that weight up off you. I need to start getting that weight up off me. Yes, that's, all that good we're stuff. We're going into twenty twenty one with the. I ain't even gonna say nothing like that, but I am I, because we, I do that every year. No, no, no. <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> but you know, I I did vegetarian for a long time, and I got off the wagon. We both did it. So, did it for like six, seven months until July fourth. But I that barbecue chicken was good, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what broke the spell. Yep, July 4th, we went back to eating meat. Ah, and we that's have, crazy. Yeah. But I, I don't know if... I like meat. Pause. But I don't know if I'm going to go back to doing that, going that hard. But I might do... I might get back on the seafood diet. Yeah. But, yeah, we going on. So, about this STEMI. Today, I learned... Okay, so, rewind. There was a... 
agreement to um, propose a stimulus bill with six hundred dollars. Six hundred for a direct payment dollars to the American citizens, the working class. And there were other things in that stimulus bill, like to small businesses. And I'm going to put that in air quotes because when they say One small businesses, video. they um, think Ruth Chris small business. Like they think of small businesses that are renowned, but because they don't, they don't have the employee threshold. Like it's a certain amount of employees that has to work for a business for it to be considered um, a fortune, whatever, not fortune, but you know, just like one of the bigger companies. Anyway, hey, I deal with all that in my my job. Yeah, so you know, you're familiar with that. But for those who don't, like that's the different classifications with small businesses. Anyways. So they couldn't check. You gotta to have a certain, certain amount of workers for a certain amount of weeks for it to be considered this type of business. And, mm-hmm. But that's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Ain't yeah, no it's technical. But I, I just I said all that to say they said they were gonna give a certain percentage to small businesses. Then they're gonna give a certain percentage to all these different funds, all these different like sm- yeah. organizations. I don't know if it's true, but Trump was saying it was. And I was about to lead into that. <laughs> Trump was saying all the money going to other countries, and I'm like, I'm with Trump on this one. So I think they, they <laughs> hey, have a way about hey, hey. they have a way about doing things. So like, say for instance, they'll give it to a certain um, organization or nonprofit, and that nonprofit will be. Um, Part in partnership with a country, um, say let's just throw out a random country, China. China. So if they were to, you know, have a business negotiation or some kind of contract behind the scenes, whether it be like, oh, this China is providing us with um, the products that we're selling in order to gain funds for whatever. And technically, a nonprofit can sell things. People don't understand that. Well, anyway, long story short, um, if they wanted to do that and they were partnering with the country, I think that that's what he was trying to say. I don't think that you, the U.S. is necessarily cutting a check directly to those countries. But it was a whole bunch of. But you know, Trump gonna make it sound like yeah. He is. He is. Because he, he, he had me going. Cause I'm like, man, wait, you sending all your money? Yeah. To this country? Yeah. I never heard of this country. Why are they getting money? See, but but I mean, he's right in, in the sense of like the amount of dollars that are going to these programs when you have the American people that are um, unemployed, going through rough times right now, and then you cut them a the Kids at home eating all the food. All the food. All the pig feet. All the hog mold. <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. But you know, the. What he he says, though, which I think is a strategy on his behalf because he's the king of chaos. He's saying, cut them a $2,000 check instead of the $600. This is measly or whatever. I agree. I agree with him, but it's not about what you do. It's your intention, right? His intention is not to give us $2,000. Please don't be swayed and think that's his his idea. His his intention... I vote for Trump stall. right now. <laughs> see, see how quick y'all said y'all? No. His intention, though, is to have the, the cause chaos and to have. He's going to. He already vetoed it. 
All right. So now mm-hmm. he put it in. He put the ball in their court. He knows they're not going to agree on two thousand dollars. They don't They didn't want to give your ass that. He's going to say He's going to. He's going to say it's their fault. That's what's going to happen. And the I mean, reason why we don't get it. And you can that say stuff. that, but at the same time, he already tried to get two thousand. They told him no before. So he doing it again. So I mean, what they already say two thousand. I thought he always... he did he did that a couple like maybe a week and a half ago, or maybe a week about a week ago. He tried to get us two thousand before they announced the six hundred, and they they said no to that. And his uh, some of his advisors told him no to the two thousand. And uh-huh. so now he coming back trying to now that's new information. Yeah, he reiterate he's trying to he's trying to get it. I don't I don't know what his end game is for him trying to get it, but he did come last week and was trying. Bro, I've been paying attention to the stimulus. Yeah, you have. I've been paying attention. I, ch- I check it every night. That's like a nightly thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get some money. I, I mean, you. I, but it's not. I mean, I've been I'm working saying, this whole time. That's a lot saying, of people haven't, people but I've been working. I've been working this whole time, and I thank God for it. But at the same time, I got two kids, man. They they eat. I'm not. I'm not. I trying eat to, too. I'm not trying to say that I don't want the money. Like, give me the money, I'll take it. But it's like at what cost? Right, we don't know what what they're gonna do with these taxes and taxes to file taxes in a couple months. <laughs> because you know the American America, the American government is not gonna do anything for free. They're not doing nothing for nah, us. Nah, they might be like, oh, we only gonna give you a hundred dollars for your taxes this year since we already gave you. <laughs> they gonna find the money 3, from somewhere else, and that's what's three thousand two hundred. Um, but I'm because I'm speaking this to I'm, I'm speaking this two K and uh into existence. We gonna get that two thousand. Yeah, we will. Eventually, we'll get it. And your boy Biden. Oh! Congrats to him getting in office. Yes. But. We haven't. Hold on. Pause. <laughs> we haven't said congratulations to. Actually, we did. The pod didn't want to work for me, but yeah, we did have another pod for you guys. Yes, we did. We recorded an entire pod, and then the pod went away. So, we're recording now, and it has been time since we've done that. So we apologize to the handholders out there. <laughs> the handholders, we apologize to y'all. The real um, mix. Yeah, real we did record it, and it it went away. So, but yes, I could drop it, but. Mm. But shouts out to your boy Biden. He in the yes. office, January twentieth. He live and full of fit. In the building, <laughs> Trump try to find a way. He they whispering martial law and all this stuff so he can stay in office and all this stuff. He finna throw a fit all the way. I told, I told, I said this. I say y'all, they gonna have to drag that man out the house. Like, dang, why he want to be president so bad? Because he's avoiding going to jail. He got some pending charges hey, on him. You see all the people you pardon there. He don't part. Listen. He don't pardon about. Eight, nine, ten people in the last few days. So he, he working on partnering himself. <laughs> so I don't know what his motives are. Again, I'm I'm just a small dot, you know, and compared to the world, I'm not at the table. But I do know that usually when he does things, he has a hidden motive. I'll tell you, alternate motive. Yes. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's okay. Hey man, shouts out to E and J. But yeah, so he probably got some up his sleeve with everything that he doing, mm-hmm. uh, from this two thousand dollars to whispering about martial law so he can stay in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, again, 
Shouts out to Biden. We're going to see what Biden really do. Because uh, Biden, when he first got elected, he was hearing whispers about um, student loan forgiveness and, <laughs> and all this stuff. And then next thing, maybe a week later, it changed to, we're only going to be able to forget $2,000 worth of your student loans. and It's dwindling And down. next thing you know, almost a month later, month and a half later, I haven't heard anything. But hey, he is not in office officially yet, so we're gonna wait. We're gonna see. Listen, I just want us as a people to prepare for this disappointment. Yeah. I just want us to prepare. We might not get everything we want. I mean, of course not. I mean we didn't make it. At the end of the day, it take it take longer than the four to eight years you know, for presidents that I they do that. get. I hear that. But but I mean, this, I feel like if they, if, if they start getting in there longer, huh? This technically won't be his eight. This he'll be going in on. This will be his ninth year. He would not have been the president. He was a vice president. Though. He was the vice president. I ain't never seen really seen vice presidents really like beating anything except for just like a a guy just in case something happens to the president. And um, vice presidents have to be the president if the president dies. But. <laughs> How many times has a president died? Oh, a couple of times in history. In our lifetime. Oh, speaking of which, there was a president that was assassinated that freed the, the slaves, allegedly. And somebody mentioned that before he died, there was an agreement with the black leadership of that time. That if he were to, after the Civil War, because the black the black um, soldiers were helping him in the war, that after the war, he would send them, all of the black people, to another country and then pay them a stipend, a stipend for 30 years so that they can live and build their lives in another country. But he died and it never happened. Exactly, and I, and that when they said that to me, I was like, "That's a lie." And then I found an article that was like that said that, and I was like, "No way!" Can you imagine if that person had survived, and all the black people got sent to different countries and got a thirty-year stipend? Sent to what country? Back to Africa? I they wish. didn't specify. That's what I'm saying. Do you can you imagine how far ahead we would have been? And that's what made me start thinking. Like maybe that's the reason why that person was killed. Because if black people had, if that had happened, and black people were sent to different countries to survive and got 30 years of payment to survive in that country, then black people would be ahead financially. Yeah, but we wouldn't be here. But what does that matter? I wouldn't mind because we would have had some advanced societies. We've been crossing over saying. saying welcome to Wakanda. That's all I'm saying. Like, and, and it made <laughs> me start thinking, though. You know. Default won't hold me back. It <laughs> <laughs> just made me start thinking, like, what if? You know, what if things had changed? And and that was the person that I was listening to was basically like phrasing that question. They were like, you know, there's a lot of times in history where black people had the opportunity to advance. And what if those opportunities were taken at the time? And um, I was just like, we follow Marcus Garvey. Like, what if all of us came together? Because they said that 
um, around the time that person said that at the around the time that Nat Turner did the re- revolution, the revolt, there was another one that happened. Um, I want to say in Louisiana at the same time. And he said that he thought that those two people had been in communication and they were planning it all together. And he was like, it was probably about to have several, they're about to have several revolutions all around the country simultaneously. Hmm. I never read that. And then he said that the Haitians actually had already won their revolution and came and as, as a people came to different countries in Brazil in America and all different places to help assist those people there to gain um, liberation and that's why I F with the Zoes to this day because they have always been those fighters that have like been resilient and said no we gonna we gonna fight back and it's not necessarily like I'm encouraging violence but, but it's the whole mindset of you know people being tired of being oppressed and saying you know enough is enough we're gonna get our freedom um regardless of what it takes mm-hmm. and i and i vibe with that you know because there's not too many people that are willing to say hey i'm willing to sacrifice everything to make sure that i get that freedom so that was another slice of things that i've heard <laughs> you know if you can't figure out who i'm talking about you know just dm me and i i'll give filling all the names um but i just i got it I'm pretty sure people have an idea. I got an idea. Um, but but I, speaking of, yeah. since we in our Black History bag, yep, we uh, discovered this little article where it speak, uh, spoke on African King uh, Masa Abu Bakar the second. I commend you for trying to say because I was like, I don't know what <laughs> Abu that is. Bakar. That's right. Uh, discovered Americas in 1312. Well, what, what, what did they say? Uh, <laughs> Columbus. Columbus sailed the ocean blue and all this bull crap. Yeah, but uh, it said uh, he discovered the Americas 180 years before Columbus. Yes, and, and and several episodes ago in our infancy stages with our podcast, we spoke about how um, there were Africans that were already here on American soil mm-hmm. before Christopher Columbus. Oh, way back in the day. And time and time again, almost a year ago, there are th- people are quote unquote, I'm going to do air quotes, discovering that Africans had already been here. And I've been saying this forever. Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa was one of the richest men in the world. He actually had yeah, so much This wealth. was his brother. He had so much wealth that they they couldn't they they estimate it was worth like four hundred billion, but they really can't count how much wealth he was worth. Um, he was controlling major parts of Africa, and the the man that Snapback he just mentioned is his brother, <laughs> Abu. So he actually Masa discovered Abu Ka. Um. America, how many years before? 180, almost 200 years. years And y'all want to sit there and told me Christopher Christopher Columbus in 1692 to sail the ocean blue and all this bull. And the craziest part about it is they want to convince us that they brought all of us over here. And that is not true. That is not true. 
I agree. It was a lot of black people here. And so when we talk about those Native Americans that lost their lives and all the things that they did to Native Americans, we must also be aware that um, there were still there were Africans here as well um, that were here on soil. But yeah, if y'all want to go and like learn and read this article, um, it's on uh, AfricanHistory.com, TheAfricanHistory.com. So go on there, learn about your learn about your real heritage. (laughs) Stop letting these saltines tell you what happened back in the day. Yes, who who's gonna tell you your history better than yourself? Yeah, I mean. I didn't graduate from FAMU, and that's why, but but that's why I love FAMU. But you were there. Yeah, I was there. You showed sure yeah. did. And you attended that classes. African American history, <laughs> but that was that was an opening class. It was. Uh, honestly, I had never learned. Of, my favorite civil rights activist name is Fannie Lou Hamer. Most people don't even know who she is. No. But she was a. Um, activist out of Mississippi in rural Mississippi and she was a sharecropper and um, she was very vocal about what was going on with her and how they were trying to suppress her voting rights and um, there was a, a national broadcast that she got before members of the Senate I, I think it was the members of the Senate and she was about to do a speech and it was so they wanted to silence her so bad that the uh, president at the time came in and did an emergency press conference and said something that was absolutely worthless so that they could drown her out off the TV and mm-hmm. just have him talk. So that's how powerful she was, that the president himself came and did an emergency press con- conference in the middle of her speech. But they tried to, sp- to silence her, but they couldn't. So... um if you get a chance to look at that speech, um, Fannie Lou Hamer was her name, and she was a an amazing activist. And um, I learned about her at FAM. And when I had learned about her, it changed my mind. You know, it changed my whole thought process. Because a lot of times back then, they only wanted like the the educated bourgeoisie African American. Yeah, and you had someone for the first time who was a sharecropper out of Mississippi who didn't have a formal education. I think she said she had like an eighth grade education or something like that. And she was like shaking the table. Mm-hmm. So get a, if you get a chance, look her up. Well, while we in this, we still in this black history bag, just articles we don't found throughout our away time. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that the Negro Leagues are now the stats that they were lonely omitted from the MLB records have now been added and is now going to be counted in MLB records, which is a big step. Um, uh, the article came out a couple of weeks ago, back on, shoot, it was like last week, actually. Um, I spoke, we spoke on a little bit on uh, the Aftermath podcast. Uh, go, y'all, y'all go check that out as well. Me and my boy Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, Good sports talk. Yeah, sports talk from some regular regular dudes. I mean, like Stephen A. Smith give you this opinionated article. Nah, it's just some real stuff. But anyways, um you see that you get to see like some of the stats from some of your the guys we learned about back elementary school and throughout our 
lives here. Mm-hmm. Satchel Paige and Jackie Robinson. You get to see some of their stats and how they stack up against some of these uh some of the other predominant white players that stats always counted. So now we get to see um uh some of the records count and stand against the test of time and and actually be recognized and, and see some of these great players and Willie Mays, Jackie Robinson, Roy Campanella, Satchel Page, Monty Irvin, Josh Gibson, James Thomas. I'm just naming off names, but y'all go check out some of these records and, and, and appreciate your black history and and we're growing as a country, mm-hmm. um, whether those hillbillies like it or not. We're growing. <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What's your position on telling your children about Santa Claus? My position is I work two jobs. 40 hours at one job. 20 hours at another job. Here we go. I am not going to tell my four-year-old. Okay, Julius. Three-year-old two-year-old or one-year-old that this fat white man slides down a chimney we don't even have a chimney brings you your gifts now I can sit here and tell my son that over and over and over (laughs) whether he chooses to listen to his father that's up to him okay which he has he has not grasped that concept that his dad as told, I told him from jump. I didn't even want to even go down that avenue. You told my daughter. Yeah, I told her too. You told Chloe. Because you was lying to her too. I don't like lying to kids. So let me tell y'all how I found out that my baby didn't believe in Santa Claus no more. The teacher called me on my cell phone. And it was like, <laughs> um, hey, I just want to let you know that... Uh, Chloe had a bad day today. And I'm like, okay, what happened? And she was like, she got before the class. We were doing our presentations on Santa Claus and all the things Santa Claus is going to bring. Oh, man. (laughs) She said, Santa Claus isn't real. So I asked my mom for X, Y, Z and all this stuff. And I paused. And I think she was waiting on me, too, because it was like a silence on the phone after was, she said that. Yeah, I was like, when I first came in the picture. And I was like... I ain't, I don't, I, to this day, I'm like, I'm only lying to kids, man. I was like, um, okay. And I was like, but Santa Claus isn't real. And she said, yes, but there are some kids that believe that Santa Claus is. And, you know, some kids started crying about it. And um, I just wanted to let you know, like, you know, it was a thing. And I was like, okay, well, I'll speak to her about it. You know, just, you know, trying to be the parent. We can't help that our daughter woke and y'all's not. I was like, okay, well, I'll talk to her about it. And so when I got home, I asked her about it. And I still have the video to this day. I asked her about it. I was like, hey, um, what happened? And she was like, oh, um, he told me that Santa Claus wasn't real. And, um... Y'all get the present. Like, I don't even remember having this conversation. And that's it. And then I was like, okay. And I was like, well, you can't tell you. Some of your friends still believe in Santa Claus. You can't tell them about that. And she was like, 
Well, um, they are in, we're in third grade now. We should we should know that Santa Claus isn't real. And she's like, some of her friends are talking about her saying, oh, she doesn't believe in Santa Claus. And she's like, her friends told her that they, they didn't want to be her friend no more. And I was like, well, I, inside I was like, these, so- you know. But I'm like, well, you know, you won't even know them in 20 years. So... Let alone two years, three years. Because <laughs> we're in a whole other city. You know. But, I mean. Do, I just want to pose a question. Do my fellow young black parents, do y'all still let your kids, do you teach your kids that Santa Claus is bringing, you, bringing them all them gifts that you work all them hours for? <laughs> all them hours. Think about them hours you were hard for and you sitting there telling them that Santa Claus is sliding down the chimney. And half of y'all don't have no chimney. So wait, how you getting in? Y'all leaving the, the glass door open? The sliding glass door? The front door? How you getting in there, man? Somebody, stop, stop telling them kids that, man. Somebody brought up an interesting point, And I'm going to say this and close this conversation out about this segment. But, like, they were talking about how the little kids, like some kids that were poor, would ask for things. And they were, like, really good and doing the right thing. And they would not get them for Christmas. And they were like, um, we have to be mindful that we tell these kids, if you're really good, you do the right thing, you get whatever you want for Christmas. No, don't lie to the kids. And those kids are like, why doesn't Santa Claus love me? I I was good and my friend got, you know, X, Y, Z for Christmas and I know they were bad. So they start to beat themselves up and then there were parents that were going to therapy and that's, you know, a therapist is the one who said this, um, that they were coming exactly. and saying like, hey, um, th- I can't afford to get my kids this stuff. And so her suggestion was to buy things and have, you can buy the expensive things, but say they are from the parents and like the little cheap things, you know, the affordable things. You could say that's from Santa Claus, like everyday things, like socks and stuff like that. And I was like, I think that would be fair, you know, if I were still, in, in, you know, giving my kids that belief. No, we don't. I don't. We don't do it anymore. That's suggestions but. for you other parents that still have your kids <laughs> believing in Santa Claus. Um, that does not happen in the, the holding hands household. Yeah, you you ruined it early on. No, PJ PJ still he's he's still young. He still thinks Santa Claus bringing this stuff. But, but he's even very though, intelligent. Though. Even though I tell him like, nah, bro, ain't Santa Claus. Daddy working. See, Daddy going to work. Daddy going to work. And he turns his lights off so Daddy can have some money to buy you more gifts. I tell him straight up. <laughs> I don't play that. Yeah, he he busted the kids' bubbles early on. So I don't want kids. See, if y'all watch Power, the whole gist behind Power is that Ghost was lying to to uh, Tariq. You gotta tell, you gotta be straight up with your kids, man. Even they they see they see stuff, and you think you think you hiding stuff from your kids. Mm-hmm. They really know. They know. They know. Kids ain't dumb. Mm-hmm. Whatever you doing, you think you hiding? Kids know. They sure do. And they'll call you out on it at the worst time. At the worst time. So, and that's my whole thing. I don't be want. I be trying to keep from as far as from what he can understand. 
Mm-hmm. I try to teach. I try to be honest, to be straight up with him. But until and as he grows older and starts to understand more, I'll introduce him to more. So now that we're talking about Santa Claus, we're going to segue into religion. This is a heavy topic. So the question is, why do black parents force religion of Christianity on their children? When they don't know exactly what they're pushing upon us. Okay, so th- this is very heavy because it's so, I feel like this is a topic, this is a whole podcast within itself. But I will try to sum this up. They are doing what they know, okay, what has been taught to them. And I cannot fault people for really believing in what they were taught. However, the newer generations are starting to. We woke. We're starting to research and, and question. ask questions. And a lot of the older people in the church from either... It's all they know. Not being... They just... They've never thought about these questions. They've never researched the answers themselves. Or they feel like they that anything that you challenge or any questions that you have, you're challenging the faith of Christianity as a whole. And that's never been an angle from anybody that I've ever met. Um, But the whole idea is start starting to ask questions. You know, I know that from day one, I was told that I, this, this book, the Bible holds all the answers to all of my questions. However, when I start reading it, I still find myself with more questions. And if I come to you as an elder in this religion who is pushing this idea and has read this book back and forth, been to church every day of their life, I, I expect for you to be able to come to me and answer those questions without attacking me and saying that I'm going to go to hell and writing me off. And I ran into a lot of people who, you know, I asked some questions about it and I don't know if it's they didn't know the answer or they just, you know, felt like, I don't know. I feel like the only way you would respond in this way manner is if you don't know the answer. But they shunned me. They were like, hey, I feel like, you know, you're not really all in it for the right reasons. I'm like, no, I literally have questions. I still have questions to this day. Like, where did this Bible, this version of the Bible come from? And you tell me King James. I'm going to tell you, okay, so. King James was a, he was He was a king. But, like, when I started looking into it. I started looking into like where the Bible actually came from, and if you've never looked into it, you can look. It's 325 AD, the Council of Nicaea, is where the idea of the Bible came from that we know today. Okay, and once you start digging and you start learning, you know the people that were behind these books and where where the authors came from, it, it it'll start to like trigger you know even more questions. So I advise people to really research the things that they they think they know. And the reason why I say I think the reason why I say Man, think I'll be I'll be feeling you on that, but like where can we go to actually get the correct information? Because you can sit there and read somebody else that went through the same down the same rabbit hole yeah. telling you this and you start believing this and it's like 
Where can you get I the say, right information? And ask God himself. That's what I had to do. I prayed years ago and I said, God, I want you to reveal yourself to me. And at that time, I was like, no matter what it is, I want to know what it is. And honestly, throughout these last few years, I keep running into little tad bits of the truth. You know what I mean? What you think is the truth. No, I mean, but you know, spiritually, like it makes sense from a historical standpoint. You know, I look at history. I look at where we were as a people because I remember one time um, this person was going we were going back and forth and this is somebody I love dearly but we were going back and forth and um, she was like oh that's crazy like all these uncivilized people that don't go to church they don't study they don't read the bible and all this stuff and I was like what about the people our ancestors that couldn't read were they damned to hell automatically she paused and she looked at me. And I was like, why would you say something like that? You know? And then I was like, there were groups of people that could not read the Bible because they would die if they did. And then there were groups of people that, you know, before Christianity were living in Africa. Are you saying that all those ancient ancestors went to hell? Is that what you think? I don't think it was Christianity, but... That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, do we start? Yes, Christianity is. I do believe in Jesus. Yes, you know what I mean. But I want, I want people to understand that Christianity is a part of a system. And if you can zoom out and look at the entire system as a whole, you'll start to realize that a lot of things don't make sense. <laughs> they don't make sense. Yeah. Somebody somebody asked me the other day. They well not the other day, like a couple years ago when I was in college. It was like, why would the slave master give the the slave the key to freedom? And I paused and I thought about it. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, when they gave you the Bible, they said that's the key to freedom. That's the the key to everlasting life. Why would I, as a slaveholder holder? give you the key to freedom and say that's the only book that you can read mm-hmm. so that fueled the way I thought and um, so I, I just want people to start thinking outside of the box not just what you think you know be willing to listen to other people with other points of view because you never know it might become yours exactly so anywho <laughs> Well, we're getting on about 45 minutes. We can wrap this one up. Um, Merry Christmas. Like Merry I Christmas, said, man. Just remember the reason for the season. Glad you sat here and listened to this podcast on, yes. on the road. Yes. Wherever you may be going Yes. in life. I was yes. just about to say you were saying something. I cut you off. Now, remember the reason for the season. Um, Don't be mad because you didn't get that. PS5 or Xbox. Yeah, it's not it about is. that. It's about giving. Jesus gave his life for all of us. All of us. Well, it's Easter, but I feel you. But he did, though. Yeah, he, yeah. That, the whole reason why we celebrate his birth is because he died for us. Yeah. Okay, can you agree to that? Yeah. Okay. So, 
Is so, we're celebrating his no, birth no. on the twenty fifth. Okay, go ahead. Let's go. What were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say allegedly. <laughs> Happy Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all appreciate y'all checking out the pod again. And uh man, we got we got stuff, big stuff brewing for twenty twenty one. Just y'all stay tuned. Got milk and honey. Mm-hmm. Business starting to boom. People starting to spread the word. Yes, check out the body and butter then, and the soaps. Give me some suggestions if there's something you like. We're working on the sage and citrus butt uh bar. I'm sorry, excuse me. Sage and citrus bar that is going to brighten your skin like no other. I want a hemp and aloe. We also have a hemp and aloe bar that's coming too. Shouts out to my fellas. Yeah. So, um, working on that. Big things coming. Check out Amway, the Amway store. You can get your. um, Check out Holding Hands store. The Holding Hands store. Um, The products are served through Amway. But we have. Edible um, ed- um, elderberry gummies that have been keeping me pretty much healthy this whole time. Yeah, I got a bunch stressless. of got a bunch of vitamins and uh, health products on there. Um, it's the very first link in the LinkedIn link. Just click on it, check it out. If you got any questions about any other products, hit me up. I'll answer any questions and any information I don't have, I will find for you. Um, vitamins, makeup, sports, nutrition, vitamin, um, detergents, makeup. We got household cleaners. products to clean your house, wash dishes, All wash your stuff. clothes, disinfectants, um, skincare, lotions, body washes. May y'all help me out. Help hold our hands, grow as a podcast. Help us achieve the dreams that we want and where we want to get and shoot if you got a business you got anything you want to promote on the pod you want to hell you want to be a sponsor let us know send us some product we'll try it we'll promote on the pod we got a little following about 30 to 50 people every episode somewhere around there sometimes more so let us know yeah, we here. We here. We real. Yes. And we want everybody always. to be great. We ain't trying. We ain't just trying to be us. Be great. We want everybody to be great. We want everybody to see, follow their dreams, and do all this stuff that we were destined, stuff that we were put on this earth to do. Right. When you find your purpose, you hold on to it, and don't take no for an answer. So with that, we're closing, and and don't miss this jet. Check us out. All right. So. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year if we don't talk to you before then. And y'all have a blessed holiday season. And um, remember to stay positive, wear your mask, wash your hands, and put great things out into the world so that you can receive them back. Have a good evening, night, day, whatever. Whenever you listen to this. Hang all the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better This Christmas And as 
we trim the tree How much fun it's gonna be together This Christmas The fireside is blazing bright Whoa, uh, We're caroling through the night Whoa, this Christmas A very special Christmas for me. Blazing bright And we can 